Have you heard had to learn how to say no? Oh, definitely. That was the hardest thing. I've had to learn how to say no and let that be a complete sentence. Yes. Yes. And let it be like and not feel bad about it. But yeah. Yeah. And not feel bad. But that that homie, that homie from Duval that lives deep, deep down inside of me, I'm really trying to work with her. I don't know. Every now and then I see it, but then your responses be so upperly mobile that like you got to be in a a certain tax bracket sometimes to understand. You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. Welcome to episode five of Drink and Tell with your host, Mickey, starring Mickey, production by Mickey, all actions and actors played by Mickey. That's how we get all that money. All royalties go to Mickey. Okay, no, I'm just playing. Anyway, guys, welcome back to episode five called Personal Growth with your friends. First, we're going to kick this off, though, with what wine are we drinking today, Jocelyn? We are drinking melanated wines out of Durham, North Carolina. Shout out to Pole City, a black owned, woman owned company. Um, this is the Lust Blend. We will post it. Oh, yep. Yep. We will post it on our Instagram because I left the bottle downstairs. Honesty is always the best policy. Bro, so carry on, friend. Thank you, friend. Okay, so back to me, starring me, always about me. Oh, you're going to hear this the whole episode. They should have never let me get the mic. Okay, so here we go. So we're going to jump right in with our hot topic of today. Wait for it, friends. Now we're dabbing in some business that we're about 20 years too old to dab in, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, and it is Krishan. Am I saying her name correctly, Candice? Krishan? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. you ask me? I wondered if that's, if I wondered know. how do you pronounce well, it? because that's how it looks thank you so yeah Yeah. just a little context a little background because personal growth is it's going to tie in but the hot topic is Krishan's personal growth but for you folks that you know if you're in our age bracket you're like who is she talking about let's give you a little timeline I got my notes watch this I'm gonna do like rappers used to do with they um blackberries and five six okay I'm done so the timeline, they met in 2020, right before the pandemic. That is Krishan and her now baby daddy, Blueface. I know it seems longer, right? Think I thought we've been dealing with them forever, but wait for it. Krishan is only 23. So she's not old at all. She's a young tender. Um, anyway, um, and she was fighting every night to prove her love on his reality show. She even lost a tooth to the baby mama in said fight. Yes. What, there was a reality show? That's how they met? Yeah. Yeah. Honey, that's how they came to be. And it was okay. it was something about for his love. It was like a, you know, a kind of like a, I guess a flavor of love. Flavor of spin. It was like flavor of love and a bad girls club did a mashup show. Yeah, because oh. I ain't never, and I've been in, in a couple fights growing up. I ain't never got my tooth knocked out. You know how hard you got to hit a broad to knock her tooth out? Anyway, Moving on, a little bit more in the timeline. Allegedly, watch this, Candace. Candace said that you may still could get sued, but allegedly, Krishan stole Blueface's car. Allegedly, Krishan hit Blueface's mama in the face. Multiple allegations of Blueface choking and hitting Krishan. Krishan was arrested for punching Blueface. Now, you notice I didn't say allegedly because she did get arrested for punching him. And I think it was a, a TMZ video. So we saw it on the video footage. Um, I know that. See, I can't get in trouble for that because that's the truth in this video. 
uh, Krishan and Blueface have their own reality show. So they move on from his, you know, Flavor of Love rendition to their own show. Pregnancy announcement by Krishan. Krishan and Blueface drop songs together. Yes, they have songs together. Um, Krishan starts to distance herself from Blueface and his family. Krishan has a baby boy and names him, wait for it, I think this is genius, Krishan Jr. (laughs) Baby, I'd have a Mickey Jr. too. Um, Now, this is where the personal growth comes in and then I'm gonna let the girls just start jumping in on what they're thinking because I had to give you some background for, you know, my 80s babies, late 70s because I know some of y'all like, what is she talking about? Okay, so Krishan allegedly has a net worth of $2 million though. Check this, homegirl is a rapper, model, actress, social media star. So don't sleep on her. And quiet is kept, they said that folks be trying to get checks out of her all the time. And that's why his family and stuff allegedly be still coming for her or want her around because they want what she brings, which is the money. Um, She's moving on from Blueface. We'll talk about that because it seems to be an in and out situation. But don't judge her because y'all still be moving in and out on folks in y'all 40s, 50s, 60s. She's happy about being a new mom. Um, She even took the baby to church and had it dedicated, I think, this past Sunday. Seven days in. I saw that. Yes. And last, but certainly not least, because I think this was a G-genius move as well. She's monetizing her new baby's likeness and image by adding a booking email in his social media bio. Yes, you heard that right. That fresh baby has booking info in his social media. Let's go, friends. Jump in. The babe, the girl was on live when she was giving birth, y'all. She gave so they birth. They go live for everything. Er- they, everything is documented in live and in, in stories. I know I saw something about Blueface was threatening to come get the baby because there were a lot of people around the baby or she was okay so my opinion I don't I I'm not a believer of having a lot of people around a newborn it's a newborn and uh but she's young and I think that she I think that this baby will make her mature but she really has to stop responding to that crazy ass dude she I mean he must got the magic stick because I uh i mean i don't think he's all that cute but most people don't think people i date are cute so what the fuck (laughs) but i think that she needs to stop responding i think she's like she's she's feeding into his toxic behavior and it's just hurting her um and it's stressing her out i think she literally has to like focus on the baby not focus on him at all and and keep it pushing but i that's not gonna happen because that that does not get likes and follows and clicks so i don't know but he got the head of magic stick and i mean the other part to it is that she is like i think one of like 13 kids that her mom had 12 her mom yeah her mom her mom was on drugs she's from baltimore so like that whole like crazy kind of energy that's what she's used to and I think probably the most calm that people I kept watching the video of the baby dedication because she just looked the way she kept looking at her baby I mean now it was funny because they had their baby in that um cub uh outfit that's because the baby two days old that's why baby like simple but like even the idea (laughs) even the thought of I'm going to get my baby dedicated immediately I think that shows that she's trying to shift in some kind of way 
But at 23, I do think that she it's going to be a lot of back and forth for her and Blueface. Um, I, it's a lot of things I hope. I do hope she gets a real mentor that will help her to um, to move on. I really, I know this is vain. I want her to get her two fixed because Please. I do not think that she gets to, I don't want that girl to have that kind of power over me that every time I walk around, I show where you punch my tooth out. But you know she had got that tooth replaced with a picture of his face on it. Yes. And here's the thing. Fashion Nova, like, loves Krishan. They could launch off Krishan Jr. a Fashion Nova baby line, and it would sell out. So, like, there is she's she's smart in the in the way that there's always going to be a certain level of visibility on on her and that baby because of who they are why not figure out a way to ensure that we don't have to deal with his daddy if we don't want to and I think that that was the part that he never I I I remember watching a couple of his lives where him and his first baby mama were talking about taking the baby from Krishan and as if he is father of the year. But the truth of the matter is, is that he didn't want to, he, he doesn't like that she is able to live independent of him and have shine independent of him. And as a sister, who been brokenhearted or been hurt by a dude or anybody that you love, that's the that's the best glow up to be able yep. to to stand on your own two feet without them. Can I get a final thought? So it's got about right? one minute. Yeah, I will say this. She got a praying grandmama somewhere because where I started with figuring out who this person was was a video she she filmed or went live with maybe two days before that baby was born. And basically she described a horror movie that was her own life and how she grew up and kind of followed in the same footsteps her mom did in terms of choosing an abusive partner and, you know, being brainwashed. That's not the word she used. And just to hear her come back around, talk about her trust in God. And I mean, you really got to have patience because just because she doesn't speak in the dialect we speak and she doesn't talk the way about things that I would talk about it. The girl is very smart. Um, One of you mentioned mentorship. I found myself even thinking about like, I wish she had been around when Foxy Brown was trying to bleach her skin when Lil' Kim didn't know how pretty she was because what came out of her was this strength she found in parenthood. And so I wish her the best. I hope she keeps going. Um, you know, not the way I would do it, but she doing it. And she, I see growth. Beautiful mic drop moment, Jocelyn. Thank you as always. Moving right along in this. Tawana didn't say not one word. You see, Tawana. Tawana, you want you want to say something real quick, or you you go now? Tawana's gonna. No, that's because Tawana don't know who it is. Is wine Who this woman? I don't know who that is. Uh. Okay, Kiki. Moving right along in this Mickey production produced by Mickey, starring Mickey, co-starring Mickey, Emmy-nominated Mickey. I'm I'm just manifesting at this point. Okay, so 
today's topic for us um, is personal growth. And I think about my own journey and I'm gonna let the girls jump in there from, for me, from being very reactive and attack mode and I'm gonna get my lick back to now. I think in the last 10 years, I've moved to proactive, slow to anger and um, best intent or just walking away. Like that's, that's where I'm trying to move in my journey. And the biggest thing is, I guess the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated is what's kind of been my guide and light the last 10 years. Also, I recognize that um, it took too much energy to try to react or peep game on everything. And I just, I don't want to be that person. I've always been a positive person, but I've also been, I bet you won't hit a mother, hit a like I'll pop it off with you because you know this Freedom Fry uh router nook, pro and this Teletubby nook, stuff like book. Yeah, I, I nook if you buck. And it still resides within. It's there, but I purposely, there's an intentionality to be better because of the personal growth journey I'm on. Now jump in, friends, with y'all own personal growth stories. Um I'm always a work in progress. I think my my biggest thing was that I I didn't have a filter. I um it came to brain, it came out the mouth. It, there was and it it wasn't it wasn't malicious, but it would hurt people's feelings. I mean, and then there were sometimes I would be purposely evil or mean with my words because I'm very capable of um being very direct and harsh with the things that I say. Um, but I think what changed, what started the change with me, honestly, was me being pregnant. Um, I knew that there was a direct correlation to how I felt and in my heart and in my behavior and in my spirit to what my child was going to feel. And I wanted to be as calm as possible and non-reactive as possible. Um, so I, I honestly believe that that has been, that catapulted me into the non, non-smart ass Asia. Now, she's still there and she does come out, but I know that there are things that I could react to and I count to 10, possibly a few times, and that's okay. Um, so that I do not revert back to the old Decatur Asia um, that will cut you with words with a smile on her face. So, um, but I always say that I'm a constant work in progress. Um, I try to treat others how I would want to be treated. Loyalty is very big for me. So, um, you know, I, I just, and I tell people, please tell me if I'm wrong. And I tell that to my kids, if I'm doing something or I say something that to someone that you all may side eye, let me know so that I can recognize it um, because it it's not intentional. And sometimes it just, it comes out without me even thinking about it. So I don't mind um, someone saying, Asia, did you hear what you just said? Or did you did you mean to say it that way? And I'll be like, what did I say? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me put that in the vault and so that I don't do it again, or I, I'm more conscious of it later. Um, and I think self-awareness is um, a big part of it. Self-awareness and wanting to be better. Because um, some people just don't give a fuck. And, I, uh, um, Asia, I don't, I'm sorry to cut you off. I um. Uh, I don't have a problem telling you stuff, but I mean, also our relationship. No, like for real, like we've been friends since we were teenagers, but I'll admit something. I feel bad after I tell you because your reaction genuinely usually is, damn, I didn't mean it like that. And then you can I see don't. like a hurt go over your face. I'm like, 
damn, she an asshole, but she like a gentle asshole. And damn, I don't told her because I'm like, I'm gonna tell her your mouth doing this. And then when she make the face, it's like, damn, she kind of hurt behind what she did. Well, because so, I don't want to hurt I people's feelings. I know you don't, but yeah. in my in my getting you together, I feel bad when your little face goes sad. Like, well, damn. I feel good about telling the ass, damn, watch your mouth. And you're like, man and i'll apologize if i make somebody feel a certain way i i will not hesitate to apologize honestly um i I will apologize and i will truly be Mm -hmm. sorry sometimes i do mean to say what i say but most times i really don't i mean 95 percent of the time i don't and and i've gotten a lot better i'm proud of myself good job asia i'm gonna jump in here as the star of this and add a co-star to wana because we want to hear about her personal growth um okay so I've got something that I've really really been working on here lately um in terms of growth and it is so you guys may not this may come off as um a surprise but when it comes to people I'm close to I don't like confrontation so if you do something to hurt my feelings I'm not going to say anything if we're close I'm just going to internalize it I'm going to keep it in if we're not close then it is what it is, right? <laughs> like I'm a yeah, I'm gonna say something, but I but it's because like I'm in my head a lot. Um, I'm a processor. I don't have like I, I don't have the quick wit to come back all the time, right? So a lot of times when I don't say anything, it's because I'm processing, okay, am I overthinking it? Am I being too sensitive? Like, mm, okay, if I say something, it's probably gonna cause some friction. I don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I have been making um, a very conscious effort. I don't know, probably maybe even for the past almost year, probably almost past year um, of if I feel some type of way or if there's something that I want to discuss um, that I need to discuss with some people who are close to me, then I'm I'm really making the effort to have that conversation. Um, but that's that's been something I've been... And it's so funny because I did not realize that until... Um, I did, um, for when I, we moved to Texas and I got an admin position, we went through conflict, no, what's it called? Crucial conversations training. And you take like this, it's like this survey and you answer these questions and basically it tells you, um, like how you respond to conflict. And so at the end of it, based on the answers to my questions, it said that I just shut down. Like I, I avoid. And I was like, what? I, no, me? No, no, I don't. I want to, like, I, I, you know, I'm there. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah, in a lot of situations, sometimes I do because I'm worried about hurting people's feelings, um, which is definitely growth because I remember when I was younger, like, I didn't care. Like, you was going to get whatever you was going to get. I didn't care if it hurt your feelings or not. Um, and so then I feel like it kind of went to the opposite end to where I'm so concerned about hurting people's feelings that I then don't say anything at all. Um, so that's been the biggest thing that I've been um, kind of working through <laughs> here lately. So, yeah. I can help you with that balance because I'm not extreme anymore, but I'll tell a bitch when to shut up. And I'll also, you know, be like, you know what? You was a bitch, but what's going on with you? Go ahead and, and spill your soul to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still a bitch. I'm hold you accountable for that. But I feel like that bitch is not truly who you are there's something else that's going on so and i didn't used to be that in the past i didn't care if your house had got knocked down when you was a little kid damn it you was a bitch. 
bleach somebody. Twenty, you can't internalizing stuff is it's honestly it's so unhealthy. I mean, it's so unhealthy. It literally can lead to physical sickness. Um, So, and I and I understand I understand what you're saying. um, But the people that are closest to you are going to be the ones that want to receive how you feel. Yeah, they they want to know if they did Mm -hmm. something wrong. They want that feedback. Um, so that there isn't any conflict or there isn't any, um, no harbored bad feelings, but definitely they, people don't want you to internalize. We don't, I mean, mm -mm. yeah. Juana, you can use me as your practice dummy (laughs) on just letting it all out. Cause it don't matter. And I'll, I'll shoot some shit back to you. We can just be fake arguing if you want to, just to get it out your system. Like I enjoy shit like that. It don't bother me. Jocelyn, you're next. So I'm on two parallel journeys right now. Um, I consider myself a deeply loving and giving person and I take it deeply personal when someone comes for me and I take it personally in a way that makes me intentionally and intensely petty, like in ways that you, y'all know, I would say that you couldn't even imagine, but you know, you know how it goes. And so I am working on not, cause it, it's still a form of internalization. So I'm working on not internalizing that. And also, I mean, it's been a rough two years. And so I've really been in a season of taking care of everybody else. And so one of my points of growth has been learning how to care for and intentionally take care of myself. And that means eating better. That means exercising consistently, checking in with my therapist every two weeks, giving myself the wind down time that I need instead of, you know, just pouring and pouring and pouring until I'm empty. Have you had to learn how to say no? Have you heard how to learn how to say no? Oh, definitely. That was the hardest thing. I've had to learn how to say no and let that be a complete sentence. Yes. Yes. And let it be like, and not feel bad about it, but yeah. Yeah. And not feel bad. But that, that homie, that homie from Duval that lives deep, deep down inside of me, I'm really trying to work with her. I don't know. Every now and then I see it, but then your responses be so upwardly mobile that like, you got to be in a a certain tax bracket sometimes to understand. I do. I ain't in that tax bracket, but you know, I'd be playing the role of a baller on the budget. Um, but like the PhD said, words, like it's right. the PhD I words. Mean, sometimes you have to live for a couple of days to know that I just canceled you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd be expecting sexy red to come up out your mouth from Duval. Ooh. Um, for you uh 80s and late 70s baby, look up sexy red. Ooh. Something's pink and something's brown. Okay, then friends. Again, it's the Mickey show. You know the Looney Tunes used to do that. Okay, back on track. <laughs> Candace, tell us about your personal growth. Jocelyn, that was beautiful, by the way. Thank this you. Is hilarious. I just this <laughs> microphone. Everything is funny. Everything is funny. Uh, I think I've I've been on this um real journey of self-discovery. Um, I want to say for like the past three years. Um, after my mom, <laughs> I hate you so much. I wish I could see what this elf did for those of you all who are not who won't watch it. But after my mom passed, like everything just went to like to hell quickly. And it wasn't until I left Jersey and moved to Georgia that I was in a space of stability and calm and could really begin to like work on me. And I think that a lot of people don't recognize that you can't really work on yourself when you are in a space of chaos. 
and when when you're in a pit like the only thing that you can do in those moments is really work to survive to get to a healthier and a better place and that place came for me when I moved um came to me when I moved to Atlanta and I really got to do a lot of just digging into my childhood and into I'm I was different from Tawana in that like I I don't shy away from confrontation like um, my my best friend Shalita used to she nicknamed me Candace be about it bimbo because I I will pop off in a heartbeat and it took a lot of work for me to realize that that popping off was me masking some insecurities um, it took a lot for me to realize that like me feeling like I had to get the last word and I had to be the one that said all of this stuff was me trying to look for validation that I didn't get from my dad, um, feeling like I wasn't good enough to be my mom's daughter and like carrying all of that stuff. Um, and now, and then getting, getting into relationships where I was always trying to prove that I was good enough to be in that relationship like she's a she's a horrible person but she said this woman I worked with said something to me that people should never say stuff to certain people but she told me she said you're the kind of woman that a man is always looking past to see if something better someone better is coming along and now I know that when she told you me you did that, pop off on her though, right? I did. <laughs> I should have. Um, now I know that when she when she told me that that was her projecting her own stuff and her own shit on me, but I internalized that. And I was all from that moment forward, it was like, let me prove to you that you should want me. Like I it was almost like I always came into relationships thinking they had one foot out the door and I had to like pull them back in. And these last three years have just be me coming home to myself and introducing myself to me and realizing like, okay, you don't have to clap back. Sometimes, I mean, you still do, um, but that doesn't have to be your posture. Like you can, you can have a conversation and it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Like I, I was one of those that like, if we talked about something that happened and I felt a way, we could almost not end up being friends again. <laughs> and, and I don't, you don't have to do that. Like you can say what hurt, you can say what bothered. Um, I also am learning and walking in something and I'll end with this that my therapist told me she was like, you're going to have to learn the difference between the instances where you want to be right and where you want to be in relationship. And I have learned that when it comes to friendships and familiar relationships too, is that not everything warrants a response immediately or at all for me. Like some stuff I get to say, that's their stuff. We going to move on. And, and I think that that is that's the growth of also realizing that you don't have to give everything your time um, because that's just energy that you're exerting that you don't need to. So I feel the healthiest I've ever felt. I feel like I have a grasp of my emotions in a way that I never did before. I think people, 
and y'all were here before me, but like, I think people are telling the truth about 40s <laughs> and the fact that like in your 40s, if you want to, I will say that, I will preface it by that. If you want to, you can really discover who you want to be and it's still enough time for you to actually be that person and thrive in being that person and I think that that's I think that's who I am is that like I'm thriving in the person that I really 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 want to be that's so nice oh but let me say hold on moving to Atlanta people Atlanta it's not Atlanta so don't move here thinking that's what's going to happen okay we are full this is not Mickey I'm um, uh, you're going to be the exception but this is not the promised land, people. Okay. All your answers are not going to be, the problems are not going to be solved by moving to Atlanta. You but the sad part is, is that it's... when my friends have conversations with me about their life and things that happen, or when, when sisters inbox me with their problems, the first question I ask them is, Have you considered relocating to Atlanta? No, ma'am. No. Literally. <laughs> no, 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 and no. And I, you know, the one one growth thing for me is that you know the power of responding to a text that you want to like go off and just saying okay, that is like yes. that. I mean, when I started okay. doing that That's and reclaiming my, my time yeah. and reclaiming, because <laughs> I got I got to text you about something once we get off here. See, but um, you gonna respond to? I I'm going to end it on Mickey a little bit more. Let's talk more about Mickey. It's because it's all about Mickey. Um, my personal growth also adding to it. I think about something Candace said, but, um, revealing my true self. I feel like when I was younger and in my twenties, um, it wasn't an insecurity, but it was like a a hard shell that was, and it might've been used for protection. Um, and when you go digging off into like your childhood and reasons why you, you know, you do certain things. And I think once, uh, and the people who were closest to me saw that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm soft jelly in the inside, but I don't think I always showed those sides when I was younger. So then when people who knew me when I was younger, but didn't know me well, got to know me when I was older or the pandemic really was, nigga, I got more folks out of the pandemic than anything else. It's like, oh my God, you're funny as shit. And you're so nice. And I was like, I've always been nice and I've always been funny as shit. But my funny and shit used to be like Garfield. You remember the cat? It came with a with a cut, Urgh. little harshness to it that I don't think I have anymore. I think I have it if I had to like protect myself or somebody's trying to rob me, then I'm gonna hit a bitch back. But bleep that, Jocelyn. But um, I yeah, I know. I don't say bitch like five times, and nigga is usually my word. I don't know what this is about, but it's the Mickey show. Anyway, I feel like that I. I definitely um, have softened. I think somebody else said it here over the Tawana said it. I, I've, I've, I've softened or just evolved more into my true self who was always there. I just was, I think, afraid to show folks that because, you know, people see niceness and sweetness sometimes as a weakness. And when mm-hmm. you're in your 40s, piggy, piggybacking on Candace, it don't even matter. You think I'm weak all you want to run up and get done up will still happen. But I don't even have to do that because I'm not going to even allow anyone in my space that I feel like is going to violate. I'm not going to go to places where I don't feel safe or love. You know, you used to move in ways when you were younger where you look back and go, ooh, thank you for protection. I don't even put myself in certain spaces no more for that to yep. even be an issue. So, but yeah. If we, do so we have yeah. time? And, yes. For I you, Tawana, yes. 
Okay. I was going to say, so my second one, my second, and it's not, it's like just kind of evolved and I don't even know when it began, but it's amazing to me to watch um, how I evolved in leadership throughout my life. Because I remember (laughs) y'all being an undergrad after we crossed, I was like, I ain't signing up to chair nothing. I don't just tell me where to be what to bring, what time to be there. I ain't leading nothing. I ain't doing no office position. Like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want no parts of leading nothing, right? Like, and then fast forward to today and I'm, and I have to stop myself because I start to take on so much and I'm like, okay, that nope, nope, I can't, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the capacity, like chill out Tawana. So just to, to see to witness that growth in me. And like I said, I don't even know when it began. Um, but just to watch that growth is like, hey, Tawana. Hi. Hi. I like that. I think it, yeah. I, it's 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 dope to hear you in the chat. We like, look how far I have come <laughs> about certain things. But like, I even think about it with, with me. Like, it's like, I... I signed up to be on the hospitality committee at my church. And um, you talking about somebody was hype when I got to bring green beans to something. But like, it was, (laughs) it, I felt like it's almost like in, in the whole part of leadership, but it almost feels like it's stuff that we're supposed to do. Like we're at that age now where like, I look back at what my grandmother was doing. I look back at what my mom was doing and I don't, one of the things that I've learned on my growth journey too is that I don't want to be disconnected from systems and institutions that help to form me. So like, what does it look like for me to, to be more invested in those? What does it look like for me to, to, to sign up for a committee? And I may not always have to chair that committee. I may not even have time to, to to chair that committee, but what does it look like for me to be a part of it? Because there were people who took the time and the sacrifice to be a part of these things when I was growing up. And now I am literally where I am today. And I think that that's, I think that's a part of, of where all of us are. I think is this like, and maybe we'll talk about it, you know, in another episode more. But like, I think that there's some questions that we are, we're asking about life to ourselves. Like, what does it, where, where do we fit? What do we need to do? What do we need to look like? What do we, you know what I'm saying? That Like, I, I don't think you're, I don't think you're prepared or taught that you're supposed to ask these questions, but I feel like. I feel like we we're asking them and that's how you get here. Okay. Was- now moving right along to drink and tell letter. Let me look in the chat, friends. Oh, this is a long one, friends. Y'all ready for this? <clears throat> Please let my fluency be great on this day, Lord. My son is 14 and has always had a terrible relationship with his father, but I pushed it because I wanted him to always be respectful towards his dad. Unfortunately, he has never been respectful towards my son and has always told him that he didn't think he was his son. To finally quiet him, my son asked to get a paternity test. When we got the results, we found out that he actually isn't my son's father. I am floored. I honestly thought it was him. 
there are two others that it could be, but truthfully, I don't want to open Pandora's box on that. When we talked briefly about it, my son said he was okay about it. So we haven't talked about it, but it's been about eight months and I'm starting to notice some distance and a bit of anger from my son. And I don't know what to do. I need your help. Please let me jump in first. First of all, uh, I'm gonna do this like I do my short stories in my classroom. Friends, let's go to the the, the first paragraph in the text. Uh, and I call my kids friends. <laughs> First of all, you are floored at the results, but dear turn around and say it's two other possibilities. Now, now, Beth Sheba. Playing space with that baby life. Right. You call her mama Beth Sheba? <laughs> Jezebel. I was thinking about Jezebel. Beth Sheba came to my mouth, kids. Anyway, you know, baby. Now, and, and this is the thing. No shame. I always have to, to say that because we're just giving you instant reactions off the top of the dome. I literally just read this. Hadn't seen it before. And we've all, not all, I'm not going to put that on y'all. I have put myself in my younger years in a situation that paternity may have come in question had I got pregnant. So, but me, I'm old school. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I would have quietly tested all candidates and not tell none of them and then once i have found the winner there you go but friend trying to play floyd in front of her son let's move a little bit long as i dissect this one she says um she doesn't want to open pandora pandora's box sorry friend it's already it's open. open um and she said her son said he was okay this sounds like a very sweet child that she has raised well and he doesn't want her to feel bad about her choices i know kids like this and the age definitely will do that but i'm gonna tell you la homie low-key bad at her right now and in his head he thinking the word wait for it ho 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 you want to know why because he's distant and he thought like it was a sure bet the dude was the daddy come to find out mama you was going and you tried to play me. And so now he's feeling some type of way because I think he wants that male in his life. But we got to go through a couple more Negroes to find him. Because I'm going to tell you, Sister Cat, I don't think it's just two more. I think this might have been a wild weekend, friend. And that's okay. No judgment. Because we live to tell the tales. But, uh, yeah, so she needs help. Just be honest. You're going to have to take off the the story of mom was sweet and innocent and be like, I had lived the life before you. And I made choices that may not have always been the best choices in my life. And so here it is. Cause you can't front no more. Now, once that paternity test came back and said, you're not the father, that shit went out the door. So just be honest, lay it out to them and go from there with an open dialogue with your baby. Go friends. I'm concerned about the non-fathers the non-father's uh, behavior towards the child. I think that's going to be a bigger issue in the long run. Um, even even if he had, I mean, 14 years, even if he had doubts, he should have had them doubts in year one or two or three and did it then rather than waiting 14 years being a dick towards the child. And now it comes out, but that's not something you throw in a child's face. Like, like, what that baby innocent the baby is innocent here so the Mm -hmm. dad the dad is an adult and should know better apparently does not um and that should that should not have been words coming out of his mouth towards a child um for the child to say i want a paternity test like can you imagine 
Jocelyn, can you imagine your 14 year old, 15 year old saying like, no. He should have took it out on that city girl he was playing in. That's what he should have did. That's what he should have did. The child should not have been involved in the mess. He could, he needed to either, he needed to either suck that shit up or get tested a long time ago so that he could have bounced and the baby could, the child could have had another type of male figure. But now this is the male figure the child has been raised with. And that's what is going to be their norm. And that's not okay. Beth, definitely both adults could have handled this way better than what they did. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm actually shocked that after 14 years, that's when there was a test because it seems like I mean, there's been doubt there's, apparently. There's always been doubt, and so if there's always been doubt, you would have thought that the parents did it. And I think, I think there's something there's something to um the son trying to protect his mom, um, but I think that at the end of the day, like, and, and I keep thinking about Kirk Franklin because, so Kirk Franklin just mm. had, this, um, I think about Kirk Franklin and I think about Tyler Perry, who um, Tyler Perry had this very abusive, had an abusive father. And right before his mother passed, his mother confessed that that was not his biological father. And so he went through all of these years enduring this abuse from this man only to find out it wasn't his father. And then you had that Kurt Franklin just came out this last week and told and shared the story that this year, earlier this year, he found out that the man who he was told was his father is not his father. And we're talking about men in their 50s and their 60s who if you look at them you can actually tell where they have been working through the trauma of not having a father um and they've been working through some of their anger towards their mom (laughs) um and and black women as a result and I think that this is one of those instances where this mom can't afford for him to continue to internalize because the truth of the matter is is that he's been internalizing Mm -hmm. um, when he thought that that was his dad. And if it's been eight months and y'all aren't talking about it, he's having conversations with himself. Mm -hmm. And those conversations can be severely detrimental. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those things where like, she just gotta, she just gotta chalk it up. And if they session, and they've been at therapy session or at the kitchen table talking about it and he called her a hoe, you gotta sit there and, mm-hmm. and and then when you cool down, say, unless you want your throat chop, don't call me no hoe again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm gonna give you grace. I'm gonna give you grace in this moment. Watch this. You know, because teenagers are already already a mess and you know, you, you gotta give them grace anyway at 14. So on top of the hormonal craziness that's going on in this child's body we have emotional turmoil like adults don't know how to deal with this stuff Mm -hmm. can you imagine dealing with that at 14 like somebody telling you all the time that you're not like mm -mm. i mean there is truth in 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 the words of no However, I would chop him in his throat if it came out. And I probably would say, and you ain't got a heaven or hell to put me in. Don't judge me. God has forgiven me. 
No, but for real, everything Candace said was very sound advice. I'm just being funny at this point because I feel bad for the baby, but it's also something you can work through if you address it and don't sweep it under the rug. Like, put it out there now. Let's work through yep. it. If you need to go to therapy, so be it. If y'all need to have those, what we used to call them, y'all, lemon squeezes, lemon squeezes. then do mm-hmm. that. No, you need to go to therapy. Ain't no it. The child needs to go to therapy first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they and, may and have his... to go to family therapy together to talk for through sure. how it has affected their relationship. Yeah. yeah. So it, it immediately made me think of the episode of Fresh Prince with his dad, how he was, mm-hmm. oh, forget him, forget him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I can see how this young man is is saving face, right? And telling his mom, no, it's fine, it's fine. But inside, sis, he is not okay, you not know? Okay. And, and you're you're starting to see that outwardly now what he has been going through um on the inside and so uh it's it's definitely definitely not the type of situation that you just need to not have a conversation about like that's that's not an option it's just not even an option um so yeah therapy talking to him about it um whatever (laughs) whatever that needs to look like for y'all so that that baby can um get what's going on inside of him out yeah yeah I don't have much to add Um, my point of advice was therapy so great job ladies look at that Duval I was ready because we've all had therapy right (laughs) Duval I was ready for you to come out and be like look no let me stop okay so Anyone else want to get some last tidbits on this? I think pretty much the the consensus is therapy. Be honest. Have an honest dialogue with him, even if it it doesn't show you in the best light. And then love, patience, and grace. I mean, it's going to take time. Um, Uh, Like I wrap that up. I do like how you wrap that up. The Mickey show is going pretty well here. The Mickey show. Okay. And we so, that. I know, right? Looney Tunes, y'all. Francis was terrible as far as the latchkey part. So I was watching all kind of TV. I know all kind of references because that's what we did after school. And I had to lay on the ground too because I was in kindergarten. And she was like, don't let nobody in that house. So lay on the floor. I, I love Francis. Okay. Next is Candace's segment. Candace for the culture. Take it away, Candace. Okay, so all week, uh, for the last week, I don't know if um, you all have been watching or uh, your social media feeds, but there's a story going around that there was a Black woman who was allegedly hit in the face with a brick because she um, refused to give a brother her telephone number. Um, she went live on TikTok um, and from the hospital um, saying that she, um, this happened and that there were brothers there and nobody said anything and nobody attempted to intervene. Here's the thing. There are conflicting reports that say that she may have been fabricating the story. But then there are also conflicting reports of brothers who came out and said that they were there and that they did try to defend her. There was one guy who said that he was there and it didn't happen. And his girlfriend, which I'm assuming is now his ex-girlfriend, came out and did a TikTok and was like, we don't even live in that city. So I don't even know why he came on the internet and lied. (laughs) So like it... 
when you go down the rabbit hole of this situation, it you don't know what the truth is. I will say this as somebody who is a survivor of of violence, I always believe what what victims, whether they are women, whether they are children, even men, I believe what they say because I would rather err on the side of believing a lie than to dismiss the truth. That being said, we still have a problem <laughs> that even if it didn't happen to this sister, we know too many accounts of men who refuse to take no for an answer. One of my first encounters when I moved here to Atlanta was being in a home, in an office depot and ask, being asked by a guy for my telephone number, saying no thank you, lying and saying that I was in a relationship, and that dude literally cornering me on an aisle and telling me that I was lucky that he even wanted my telephone number. He called me all kind of bitches and hoes and told me that I was ugly. It was one of the scariest incidents in my life. There was a person that came on the other aisle that I pretended I was with. And thankfully, like they went along with it. And that was actually a, how I was able to get off the aisle, ended up shopping with him for the rest of the time that I was here in the store. We left together and we're still cool to this day. But we know what happens, unfortunately, when women don't want to give a guy a number to the point where we got to come up with lies and say that we are in relationships, that we gay. We got to put uh, AirPods that aren't charged in our ears. We got to do all of these things. And my problem is that when we have these conversations, or even when we know that these things happen, the conversation will always come back to what are women not doing to keep themselves safe versus what we need to do to hold men accountable for the harm. And that that's my biggest problem. There was this whole TikTok video that this sister did about preventative measures that women should take in order to not be in situations like that. And was saying that when you have to submit to some kind of male leadership, whether it's your homeboys, whether it's your husband, whether it's your father, and you got to listen to them. And of course, she got backlash for, and, and on some level, I understood what she meant by saying that you don't need to be in certain spaces because when you are in certain spaces, that helps to minimize, when you aren't in those spaces, you minimize your risk. But when we are talking about violence against women in these particular instances, I was at an office depot. Other sisters are at gas stations and at grocery stores, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. what is it, what, what are we talking about when we can't say, we got a problem with men not wanting to take no for an answer and then when she was held accountable for the stuff that she said, she was like, well, why would I talk to men about 
doing the right thing because if they listened we wouldn't have prisons we wouldn't have jails and it was like well duh like the problem is is that they're not listening the problem is is that we're not holding them accountable and I that was my rant for this week because we're in a moment I feel where the where where violent language violent ideologies um these kind of negative detrimental sentiments are being fostered and perpetuated, whether it's on podcasts, whether you are looking at social media, whether you're watching movies, whether you're listening to music, it's getting worse. And this idea that we can't create these, I don't know, I don't know what we need to do, but I do know that I don't want to live in a world where a woman can say, that she was hit in the face with a brick and then there will be men on social media who literally go and search her social media history found out that she was a feminist and was like well you're a feminist so too bad you don't deserve protection from black men like I I don't want to live in a world where I can say hey this something like this happened to me and a guy can say well why didn't you just give him your number like this all could have been solved if you would have just given him your number and I think when we're talking about even just the previous point about the son who found out that you know that was not his father like I even worry about what what thoughts he will have towards women (laughs) And Black girls, if his mother won't have the conversation with him that she needs to have. And I don't want him to become one of these incels that that thinks that he's owed something because he's a man and she is a woman, right? But that was was a really hard thing to reckon with this week is that whether or not she's lying and I don't, we, and here's the truth, we don't know what happened with her we don't know what happened with her but we do know that 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 is a common occurrence and it's dangerous to think and it's sad to know that it can happen and people can simply just not care and think that women need to do something else in order to be safe when we are literally just breathing and aren't safe no Tawana, would you like to speak to this? Nope. I don't have anything to add. That that was a heavy story, Candace, that you kind of yeah. brought on the Mickey show. I mean, <laughs> I, I I apologize for bringing it on the Mickey show. I think we can, I, I will work work to to end it with a little bit of of light um and I will say for as as disappointed as I was in brothers and in some of their responses I was really really glad to see a lot of black men say whether or not this is true this particular instance is true we need to talk about the other instances that we know for a fact are true 
and we need to and we need to start calling out our homeboys and like to see them like go at each other um and and to see black men go back and forth and be like no like this isn't okay like it's not okay that women black women could be on twitter for hours for an entire day giving their experiences and we know that these experiences are true um it's not okay and so i do feel hopeful um that there are some that that are are doing what they need to do to be safe for us um and so for me it's about like like asia just said even in dating i am constantly and to circle back on personal growth i'm constantly creating a space and a circle in my life with particularly when it comes to black men black men that i know who are doing their work right who are doing work to be good brothers who are doing work to like not just be the like great dads but like terrible relationship partners but like the ones who are trying to do that work all the way around um that's important to me um they may not have the language that we do and all of the things but they can say i fucked up i'm sorry um, or they can say, I don't rock with him no more because he do X, Y, and Z. Like, and and I think that when we can see their growth and we can acknowledge it, I do think that that is important because Black men do live in a world where, unfortunately, for a lot of, for all intents and purposes, when they do the right thing, it isn't as celebrated as they may need it to be. And so... I try to do my best in relationships and my personal relationships and even in my public ones to thank the ones that I know um, are doing what they need to do for all of us to be safe and to be well. We love you, Black men, and yes, continue to and continue to hold the fuckboys accountable because we know there are way more than you. The fuckboy is just loud and wrong. And so you look at the loud and wrong, the noise all the time, but know that we heart you. Absolutely. Um, Guys, I think we've come to the end of our show and I'm so sad that we're here, but thank you for tuning in to the Mickey show. Okay, so guys, somebody help me out. What are we talking about on the next episode, friends? Next episode is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a little heavy. We're talking about grief and loss on the next episode that will be led by me. Ooh, so take the laughter from this one and the Mickey show. <laughs> because <laughs> we may be in tears on the next one right goodbye yeah, friends Mwah. bye peace